Nigga, nah, where's that coming from on a Friday night? Hey, man, look. Suited and booted. I guess. Ready to get to it. Ready to get it started. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into this. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb, now this was call me the man, went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man, now this was call me the man, now this was call me the man. Uh, what up y'all, this is a little off the cuff today, but this is uh the extra seasoning Black History Month roundup, I guess for the first week. Week one, man, week one was pretty good, man, you know, living good, smelling better, some... <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> Whatever Drake said. <laughs> Whatever Drake said. <laughs> you know. But but uh Black History Month, Black History Month, you know, trying to trying to keep this thing equal. Uh facts. Try to support our support our queens just as much as we uplift ourselves. Facts. But I'll I'll let you get into it, brother. I, I, I see your piece that you had there in the notes. I, I like what you got there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just basically wanted to start it out by saying not only is it Black History Month, because um you know, as guys, you know, the, the winners always write the story. So hmm. historically speaking, it's been, you know, the guys. But I also believe that, you know, it's time to change the narrative because we got some women women, especially some black women. So right. I feel like, the, you know, from here on out, it should be called Black History slash Her Story Month also. We right. can even put Her Story slash History Month, you know, to switch it up. But um, I definitely don't want to, you know, leave the women out of this any longer uh, I feel like it's been, you know, way too long. And of course, you know, we have people like Rosa Parks and, you know, Shirley Tislam and all them who are recognized. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's way more than what they're teaching in the schools. Of so course. we definitely got to, you know, uplift these women, you know, to make them feel, you know, that we appreciate them way more than what we show because we ain't done the best job in showing it, but that's got to change. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, man. Uh, we could actually stick to... Our usual, you know, we gotta give them, uh, give them their flowers. So let's gotta let's give them flowers. All right, bet. So, um, for this week, I definitely wanted to uh, switch it up a little bit, being that it is the first week of Black History Month. Um, we're going to start it out with Miss Misha Green. Uh, she mm. is the the, the the excuse me, the director of <laughs> Lovecraft Country and Underground, which both of those shows actually star Miss Journey Smoulye. All right. Um, Miss <laughs> 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 Journey Smoulye but uh, no nah, uh, for real J- Journey Sm- uh, Smollett does a wonderful job in this show along with uh, um, the other cast uh, I, I can't say enough about that and Underground was amazing too until you know it got nixed but that's just never shows, never saw an episode of Underground I'm, I'm back with my bullshit <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's time to get up on this cinematic history here. Uh, it is you. time to get up on this cinematic history. But no, Underground was a was a really good story. Um, without saying too much, I definitely you know feel like you know it's down your alley. It's not mm. focused too much on slavery, but uh, it's it's more so the mastermind you know behind getting 
you know, the uh, Underground Railroad and stuff like that up and running. So, you know, we can we can get to freedom, boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not nah, to to keep it going. We still passing out flowers, right? So I'm gonna go ahead on and hit up Miss Yara Shahidi. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, you know, binge watched the first and the second season again of Grownish. Um, and Blackish, of course, gotta, is you know a staple. I gotta catch up. Okay, you so know? you've seen it though. I mean, I've seen. I haven't seen the newest episodes, but I need to. I need to do that refresh. Um, okay. All right, so so just just, just as long just just as long as you've seen some, that's that's all. Hey, listen, matters. man, don't don't do me like that, man. I, I ain't seen, <laughs> I ain't seen shit. Just as long, <laughs> just as long as you've seen some, that's all that matters. Um, but she does a she does an amazing job on the show. Um, not only is she you know the star, the front of the show, she's also got production credits on that. So shout out to Kenya Barris with putting people in line, you know, right. in places to you know get these credits to where they are able to do their own thing. So yeah, we'll we'll just uh, give her her flower. A pass and another one to Miss Ava DuVernay. I don't know if you noticed in the trend here, but we got you know three great black women who are, um, of course, in cinematography and videography mm-hmm. and just documenting um, things on video. But Ava, uh, of course, did when they see us. She did Selma. She did Wrinkle in Time and Queen Sugar. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't. Man, Ava DuVernay is up there. With the best like if player. I had like if, if if I had a list if I had a, a um a Mount Rushmore of of black directors she's on there she's she's definitely on there but and I hate to say it it's I like we yeah I don't know anybody that would argue that um mm-hmm. to be honest with you because uh, her eye you know and then the way she tells stories they 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 always make sense in the end so definitely gotta you know give big props to Miss Ava DuVernay. We appreciate you. But I don't know if you've seen um, last week's episode of the 85 South Show, man. Nah, I, I actually checked out on... Uh, because my, my YouTube algorithm is... Listen, man, when you got kids... No, I... <laughs> in there with Baby Shark and... Um, what's that? Uh, like Coco... Coco Melon. Coco Melon, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. See, I, <laughs> you got the kid, I don't. <laughs> hey, man, listen, my, but, my algorithm is buns right now. I believe that, man. I definitely believe that. But um, no, last week on 85 South, they had uh, Mr. Dallas Austin. And of course, you know Dallas from like TLC and Usher and Monica earlier on. But um, the stories that this man told about Prince, about Michael Jackson, um, and it's crazy because the stories that he tells about Michael Jackson is like he's echoing what everybody else has said, which also makes the cartoon of Black Dynamite seem like it's, you know, actually true with how <laughs> Michael Jackson might be an alien because nobody's ever seen Michael Jackson walk. And <laughs> on uh, when, when he, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he apparently, he glides. Like, it's just, he's in one place, you blink and he's in another place. You don't see him move. So, um, but no, like for real, uh, Dallas Austin went into, you know, how he came from Columbus, uh, Columbus, Georgia, and, you know, he worked in the band, not being able to read music at all, but mm. ended up turning into, you know, one of the one of the greatest masterminds behind the boards that anybody's ever, you know, heard of. Right. And he said to, 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 the, to this very day, he still can't read music, which is absolutely crazy because he puts, you know, sounds together and they, you know, make sense. He's not just putting sounds together just because he's putting them funny. together and they make sense. <laughs> it's funny because I just watched 
uh, drumline for the three million time, and I thought and that about, was about him. <laughs> and I thought thought about when Brad said, <laughs> "A lot of people don't know how to <laughs> know how to read the sign and say toilet don't mean they don't know how to use one." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it was crazy because he was like that. That of course, like a lot of people don't know that the movie was about him, but um, with not being able to read music and still being able to, you know, make people superstars just because you have an ear for it. That's wild. He told stories about Busta Rhymes. Um, they're hilarious. But you get a chance. Check that one out. It's a little lengthy, but it's worth it. I'll definitely check that one out. It's worth it. Um, Rico Wade is next on my list. I can't uh, go too long without talking about Rico because he is the mastermind. He birthed Dungeon Family in that house, in the basement, in East Point. guys. That's my guys. <laughs> my guys, man. My guys. So, um, yeah, I can't, you know, go too long without talking about Rico and how he had his hands in Outkast, Sleepy Brown, and, you know, Goody Mob, and early on mm-hmm. Future. Future uh, was on was on Dungeon Family. Uh, he used to go by Meathead. Yep. Yeah, so. I do, I do know that. I'm not even a native. I do know that, though. If you know music. If, uh, if you're done, though. So, yeah. Um, Rico is also a legend at Golden Glide, apparently. So mm-hmm. the man get busy on them skates. So big ups to you, Rico Wade. And then mine. finally, nah, I, I I can't. I got a lot to fall, man. And I'm 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 too high in the air. If I fall, it's gonna hurt. Oh boy. <laughs> if I fall, it's gonna hurt. But um finally to round out this uh bouquet we passing out today, mm-hmm. um, I got Trade of Truth. Trade of Truth, oh Trey A B N. Yes, sir. Assholes by nature, but this man is not an asshole. This man is the absolute opposite of it. Um, every time something happens, he is the first, he is the first responder. He's the first man out. He's always there on front lines. Um, and it's not just for show. He's got the money. He's backing everything uh, up. Never performative on his part. Never, never. The camera just happens to get him. Right. He don't, he don't do it for the show. Um, and that's just because we expected him to show up. Facts. Facts. So it's like you, you saw him at the. The, the first two happenings of last year and then everything else that happened is just like, okay, we got to go find Trey because we know he's here. When the whole thing with uh, the Hurricanes at Houston went down, it was it was Trey the Truth and then the Cajun Navy. That was it. Trey got to help out Houston, though, man. That's home. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Trey got to help Houston out. Trey and TJ Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt held that down. He did. Yeah. I got to give him his props on that. Yeah. Trey and J.J. Watt held that down. Um, but, yeah, so – you know, that was the bouquet for this week. Um, it might <laughs> be a little lengthy next week, but it's Black History Month, so I don't I care. I mean, it's Black History, man. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no really no uh, no limit on this thing, man. Yeah. It's off the cuff, you know? So you because think? it's just a weekly roundup for Black History Month, uh, I, I got a little more um, melanin in my weekly spins, I guess. Go ahead. But, um, so for me, I'll just throw mine out there first. I revisited... Um, I'll start with the women. I, I revisited Summer Walker um, mm-hmm. and over it. If not for <laughs> the conspiracy theories and like she she could be she could be it for this R and B shit, man. Just yeah. like the, the voice that she got is incredible because she nah, she put her name on. I know it's probably gonna be some heat. That was it, we talked about. Um, we were riding the car today. We talked about just no skip uh, classic type albums, and mm-hmm. this is for me. This is one of them. Like top to bottom, I didn't even think I was gonna like it like that. But yeah. top to bottom, um, no skipping. I 
went back to Jasmine Sullivan with Fearless. Mm. Um, that, that voice. Was, yeah. Now that's a voice. That voice. It I just went with what found me this week. I was I really wasn't looking. Um mm-hmm. I picked up a lot of K Camp. I don't know why. It, I hit shuffle and that's what was going on. So I went back through some of his um some of his tracks, some of his tapes and stuff like that. And I started thinking back to like Fort Valley days, man. <laughs> K yeah, Camp ride though. But K Camp is a sound <laughs> he was a soundtrack for just college in general. <laughs> yeah, he was. Like you could put you could put K Camp to any situation. It could be some random shit on the yard, um, good or bad. But <laughs> him and Travis Porter, he's still that nigga, man. I mean, I hope he don't quit. Got to appreciate that good music while he's here, because nah, definitely. Music, I mean, I don't know. Definitely, and, and he's evolved a little bit too. He has. He definitely has. So my uh, my last one was Lucky Day, um, mm-hmm. uh, the painted album. Mm-hmm. So. With that one is, well, he's from Louisiana, so I already picked up on his music a little bit sooner than most people. But mm-hmm. you could definitely hear the um, Frank Ocean influence that you know is there, and mostly all of his songs. And did my research, kind of find out that was like his favorite artist when he was coming up trying to make music. Makes sense. So, um, right. not the same content, obviously, but right. but art imitates art, though. Definitely. But uh, for me, I think I think that's it for me, man. I'll let you get into yours. I'm looking at yours. You got some. You got some nice stuff up there. <laughs> Did you listen to uh, Jasmine Sullivan Hotels though? <sighs> I haven't made it there yet. Uh, I got some of her stuff. I got to set the mood for her shit. <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. Um, it's 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 sonically great. Um, of course, her range and everything on it is second to none. But mm-hmm. she um. She's got, you know, a few people on there telling these stories. And I think it's a it's a great way to start a conversation about, you know, women taking back not only their sexuality, but their identity. So um, yeah, whenever you get a chance to, definitely check that one out. Um, but yeah, if, if I if I'm going to my spins, I will start with Sampha, uh, the album process, and more specifically, Blood on Me and uh, Mama's Piano. Those two songs are I don't know, like, when I got put on the sample, I think it was on, was it on, yeah, it was on Drake, right? 4422. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, who is this guy on this song? <laughs> and, you know, just looked up Sanfa, and I realized that, you know, this I think this album came out 2017, and he ain't putting nothing out since then, but his voice is just different. And it was just that voice that just stuck with me and just made me listen to, you know, the whole Process album. So... Um, definitely, if you get a chance, listen to that one. If you haven't already, uh, it's great. It's a solid eight and a half out of ten. Solid eight and a half out of ten. Um, I was listening to some Solange earlier this week also. Gotta get I, that Solange, Gotta man. get Solange, man. So, I see it at the table. <laughs> gotta get the Solange in. Um, I, gotta, I gotta throw something in there. I was such a... When I went to Houston a couple of years ago, it was my mm-hmm. first time back since, like, I left Houston like 2010, something like that, 11, somewhere around there, 2011. Of course, the first head ass thing I did, we got <laughs> got the rental car, and I just started bumping the lines. I'm like, I got, I think we got around <laughs> Texas Southern, and I just started bumping the lines like a real tourist. <laughs> like that was the most head ass shit I had done in probably <laughs> year, but it was just I had to do that shit. <laughs> hey man, went in Rome. <laughs> 
<laughs> just don't be a tourist, though. Like, bro, that's how you get robbed. <laughs> you used to live. Right, exactly. Like, oh, we know he ain't from here. <laughs> but um, to, to circle back uh, to a seat at the table, um, Cranes in the Sky and Don't Touch My Hair. Dope song. Incredibly dope songs. Uh, especially with like having locks and everything, man, because when we were outside a long time ago, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> it was always, always people who were just fascinated. Like they've never seen black people with hair or yeah. there was, they've never seen, you know, dudes with locks. Right. So I'd always have people come up to me talking about like, Oh my God, though they're so unique and so different. And you know, by people, you know who I mean, Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were always like, oh, they're so different, so unique and everything. Um, do you watch them? That is the stupidest, stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. Do you watch Whoa. them? I ain't got nothing but nigga shit in my head, right? <laughs> so it was like- yeah, uh, when I and berries in this shit, man. <laughs> right. That's it's all it is. That's all it is. I got pure Haitian hair. And as soon as uh, I got it twisted, it was locked in like two months. So mm-hmm. it didn't take no time at all. And I, you know, just regular maintenance. So no, it's not dirty. You know, um, I may go a few months in between a retwist, but that's it. I still no watch it. Never be, Cause you could just do one of them damn ACV rinses. Exactly. Exactly. Like, y'all wouldn't know nothing about that. Cause y'all too busy appropriating. Exactly. Baking soda, apple cider vinegar, and some warm water. And you don't need, you don't necessarily need locks to even do this. You like, don't. You know what I'm saying, but like, like again, you you don't need to participate all the time, man. That's why the show is called Extra Seasoning because we're gonna season them a little bit here. I already know we're gonna season them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So we got a uh, Childish Gambino next because the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a great appreciation for that guy, you know, from Stone Mountain and everything. But that nigga is talented. Very, even though he's. Holding that shit above our head. I'm waiting for this show to come back, dude. I can't I can't keep watching these two seasons over and over. I know. I know. But apparently, 2022, we get two seasons, same year. So It's just crazy because it got – I mean, I would hope so. It got pushed back after 19. Right. It so it, in the, like, you know what I'm saying? It got pushed back into 20, and then, you know, the panoramic happened. And it's like, all right, cool. Y'all going to get this shit whenever we can get the studio to sign off. Man. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. But, I mean, he promised us two seasons. So, that's what, 20, 20 24 episodes next year? That's crazy. I'm I'm cool. I'm but... just going to let it build. I'm just going to let it build. <laughs> two days straight. Right. And just watch it all at once. Right. Just give me a weekend. Give me a rainy weekend. And I'm give sure me a box of pizza. Like, I'm sure it's finished after this. I'm Yeah, it has to be. Because he, I don't... Moving in another direction. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna keep on, you know, pushing it. So, um, season what season four it ends. Plus, I think he's accomplished at least seventy five percent of what he wanted to with the show. Yeah, I mean he's he's had Cat Williams on here. Um, he didn't had Niles on there. He didn't have some names. So I am um, I'm definitely like you said expecting it to end at season four. I don't see him dragging that out any longer. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so he he's just, you know, just a talented dude. And because the internet wasn't, you know, anything less than you'd expect from a guy like him. Um, songs like World Star and 3005 and The Worst Guys, 
yeah. So, and then um, I got the uh, special edition twelve uh, inch. So that came with the uh, with the screenplay. I read through the screenplay while listening to it. Yeah, it does. Did. It adds a different experience. That's all I'm gonna say. It adds a different experience because you can understand the interludes and everything in there. So, well, I definitely uh, make my rounds. And come back to that. Do that. Do that. And then to um, finish out my listens of this week, I got Quincy Jones with the dude. I know somebody who is gonna love that uh, input right there. Name oh, drop. You already know it. Only she She's definitely okay. gonna love the input. That's for you, then. <laughs> That's for you, sis. You already know. That is for you. But nah, like um, Quincy Jones was ahead of his time. Also, um, I'm not Spanish or anything, so I'm definitely not gonna try to pronounce that. I know Korea. I know Korea song. Hey man, my R's don't roll. <laughs> my R's don't roll at all but whatever but no um yeah Quincy Jones uh he's of course like as everybody says a visionary and everything and you know not to be too cliche but that's true um gold member was amazing Q's juke joint was amazing yep so those are my spins man that's what I've been listening to this week that's what's up I should have I should have just jumped this back to the beginning because honestly I I wanted to give that section just media consumption. It didn't um I wasn't even gonna follow the normal show format because it's just a little bit of everything. Since we mm-hmm. doing all black everything. Mm-hmm. Um I just wanted to talk about two of my favorite writers, um, Christopher Paul Curtis mm-hmm. and uh Tony Morrison. Um mm-hmm. Christopher Paul Curtis, reason being, and I know it would seem cliche, but it's one of his best books. Uh, but not buddy. When I was uh, when I was younger, it was the it was the first book because it's not that I didn't like to read. I didn't like what I was being made to read. Right. Um, but it was one of the first books that caught my attention and actually kept it. I could visualize pretty much everything that the you know little man was going through. Um, it was just very very descriptive, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's probably my favorite part about him. He's just a very descriptive writer. Um, right. No, no matter really what your reading level is, you probably would get hooked on any of the books that he's writing. But Toni Morrison, um, Speaks she just me. was a badass, man. Like, just uh, you know, take no shit. Most of the, the most of the gems I got from her are just things like take control of your own message. Um, I saw an interview. She was she was just like, oh, you know, about white America not being receptive to black stories and you know, different stuff like that. And she's basically telling her, like, how would you know that if we never put this stuff out? Like, you don't get to decide who is interested in what. Mm-hmm. And um, same thing, I took that message with this show. Um, the, you know, the thing that we got here with Extra Season, that's, we had that conversation a while back. I just, for the longest, I thought that maybe I could pull something like this off, me and you can get together and make some mm-hmm. shit shake. And be like, you know what, it may be great. Or maybe shit, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if I'm not hearing what I want to hear, why don't we get on here and talk that shit we want to hear? Right. So, you know, as far as what I picked, that's another thing I picked up from her. Don't wait for anybody to fill your voice. Just, you know, if it's something you're looking for, if it's a book you want to read, write that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's like I said, she's just a badass. Yeah. But definitely. I see your, at least a lot of your shows. Okay. And I yeah. see, I'm, I'm 
seeing one that uh yeah, I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, um, I guess to kick that off, um, I got Wyatt Cynic's problem areas. Uh this was something that I started watching a while ago that of course since you know it's Black History Month, I went back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically just addresses the problems like not only black people deal with, uh, but it is centered around us, you know, obviously. But um, yeah, it, it just deals with the problems that not only black people uh, face, but everybody else and how we could, you know, change the narrative with different actions. They they do take, you know, different things and try to like put a comedic spin on it. And that's because it kind of masks the pain. If you know, if you're out there looking for just a good show to get some education on police brutality, the ghettos and everything and why they're called the ghettos and um, global change, uh, climate change and everything like that. Um, definitely, you know, give Wyatt's next problem areas a watch. It's on Hulu. Um, and I don't know if it's anywhere. I think it's on YouTube also. But gotcha. yes, definitely watch that show. It's uh, it's pretty funny and it'll it'll keep your attention. But um, I got random acts of flyness next. And this is this one is a lot to process. Um, it's very similar to the Eric Andre show with just the I guess like the that the dude. Right, yeah, him and Hannibal Burris. No, we had a uh, small conversation about what is weird, but if, if we talk about <laughs> weird, Eric Andre. Eric Andre is a little out there, man. I ain't gonna hold you on that one. He is I, out there. I wanted. I, I tried to watch a little bit of. I think he had a special on Netflix, and I tried to catch a little bit of it, and I wanted to laugh so bad, and I just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get with any of what he was talking about. It's hard to, you know, watch Eric Andre because with some of the stuff that he does on his show, it's like, all right, so how much of this is scripted and how much of this might be real? Right. Because I watched him punch Freddie Gibbs in the face with a boxing glove. If Freddie Gibbs (laughs) don't get punched in the face, man, you ain't finna just come up and punch the rabbit now. That ain't gonna happen. But, um, yeah, so it's just a lot of, you know, um, just over dramatic overselling of things in this show, but it too, you know, focuses mainly um, on black people. Well, not mainly, it's really just centered around black people, but it's um, of course, police brutality. It's uh, black sexuality, black mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got a lot to do with just black people in general and not necessarily the issues, but coming to grips with yourself. So yeah, I'm black. Yeah. I got my own issues. But what am I going to do about it? Because I'm not going to just expect, you know, people to, you know, just continue to, you know, coddle me and everything. Like mm. I'm 30, I'm 31 almost. I can't ask nobody to hold my hand. Right. Um. So I just got to deal with the shit that I got going on. And this show, you know, kind of goes into detail about how black people don't deal with stuff. We just like to sweep up, sweep stuff under the rug and just That's- forget about it. Crazy because that was exactly the shit we talked. What was that episode two? That was in the mm-hmm. inspiring episode. Right, we talked about that. We sweep the shit under the rug and just trying to forget about it, and you can't do that. That's why I said I'm very good at that. I'm working on that, but I'm very good in in uh, in doing that, and I'm trying not to take that into the way that I uh, it, trying not to take it into the way that I that I act as a parent mm-hmm. uh, because those type of things spill over later on, and then. People say, "Oh, where did I go wrong with this child?" And it, like, right. you know, we try to confront shit head on. So and you try to, you know, try to instill that into him. 
Exactly. So, you know, it's a it's a learned behavior. So if he sees you doing it, of course he's gonna do it. So if he sees you being vulnerable in front of him, Dad, I'm dealing with this. I, I got something with that later on too. So I won't go too cool. far into it. But cool, that's cool. that's mostly the thing that I'm trying to do right now is like you said, learn behavior so you, you do more of what you see. And so mm-hmm. even though it may be a little uncomfortable at first because that's just not the way you were brought up. Right. Um definitely necessary. So Right. Like I said, I'll touch on that later. I ain't gonna interrupt. <laughs> nah, nah, it's cool. Um, he has this uh this segment on his show on every episode called uh, a thousand worries that a black person should not have to worry about. And those hit home. Um, he's got this uh this recurring character on there called Ripper the Reaper, who happens to be a black woman who is just devastated that she has to do her job, which is reaping souls. Um, the show gets real deep, but uh, I think it's definitely one of those uh, mandatory shows that you got to watch. You just got to sit through it. Um, of course, like I said, it's entertaining, uh, but what show isn't that's trying to convey a message? Um, and then finally, I got Watchmen. This was just pure entertainment here. Uh, no, well, I don't want to say like no, nah, you know, underlying I've never, message. I've never seen an episode of Watchmen, but it's not because I didn't plan on it. It was more mm-hmm. so because I wasn't paying for HBO. <laughs> I get it. I get that. Until I get I it. My, uh, until I figured out my cable hack that I will not spill on the uh, airways because it ain't none of your goddamn dripping in finesse. But I'm yeah. Until I started <laughs> figuring out this uh, premium cable, I was like, yeah, I want to see it, but I'm not paying for that. Dripping in finesse. I didn't watch it until I got Hulu with HBO. Uh, HBO Max or HBO Plus or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so the show is just basically, uh, it's it's like the comics in that, you know, Dr. Manhattan is still um, a character, but it's not like the comics in that the show follows Regina King's character and she is basically a cop, but she is also... I guess chosen. I don't want to say she has a superpower or anything, but she's chosen. She is chosen to protect the secret, and the secret, of course, has to be revealed one day. Um, I'm I'm trying to tell you what it's about without telling the story because Listen, you gotta vi- watch. Yeah, you you gotta watch this one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. It's not uh, it it won't spoil it. It's like, well, well, all I'm gonna say is this one takes a turn. And when it takes a turn, it's like, all right, we're going to get off the exit right here at 100 miles an hour, and we're not going to slow down. So um, the show is, is I think once you get to like episode five, it's, it's really all gas, no brakes. Everything happens so fast. Um, and I think because, no, I don't want to say that, because it wasn't said that they weren't going to get a season two until after um, the first season ended. So mm-hmm. it was after they had already shot and everything. We're not getting a season two. Everybody's upset about it. But uh, <laughs> one of the cast members said he wasn't coming back. And Regina King is like, if he ain't coming back, I'm damn sure not coming back. Yeah, makes so, all the sense in the world. Right. Because you can't have that show without her. But yeah, so that was what I've been watching this week. Um, outside of work and all that other stuff that's been occupying my time. Uh, what do I have? I just, I only had two. Uh, I haven't been watching much TV. Um, 
but I did because I know it's coming back. I wanted to revisit Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have an affinity for um, anything Louisiana, so of I course. checked it out. But it's just like eh, I didn't know what I was expecting to see, but the show turned out to be really good. But also, I revisited the last dance. I watched like the I think first two or three episodes over again, and I just was um, incredible. Yeah, like it was. You just sit there and you just stuck. Like you just sit there and you stuck because you're looking yeah. at it. And you like, even though I was, what was I like six? I think um, six. I was like seven. I was like seven when he when he left the Bulls. But mm-hmm. I do remember all of that. Like the the note that I had there is how modern marketing to me is still based on a goat conversation. Yeah, like, even today is like maybe in the past it was kind of like you know. Hey, you know, she's the prettiest or, you know, he's the smoothest or whatever. But um, when Jordan came along, it's kind of like you just like the Big Bang happened. Like you just put all that together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mystery, athleticism. Um, I mean, he was a smooth guy, the bald head thing. Like Jordan made that popular. I don't care what a lot right. of people say. Like Jordan made the bald head thing popular. Um, like he, to me, he made that takeoff. But just that whole GOAT conversation is what's driving marketing right now. Anytime you do something immediately, oh, he's a goat of this, you know, mm-hmm. she's a goat of this. Like, that mm-hmm. conversation doesn't happen without Jordan. People knew Jordan was the best ever, you know, two, three years into his time with Chicago. And it wasn't yeah. just because he was on the court. It was him off the court also. Other than um, other than the obvious, uh, with Kobe, who else, uh, I guess in terms of basketball, who else deserves a 30 for 30, something like The Last Dance? Because obviously Kobe's going to get one. Well, I know Kobe, Kobe's getting one. We know Kobe's getting one. But if we talking, you talking 30 for 30 style or are you just talking a 30 for 30? Like The Last Dance. Just just hey, the same way. Like The Last Dance. Okay. Yes. Because The Last Dance was, that's a tough one. Let's see. Somebody that deserves something similar to The Last Dance. Let me think. Let me think. All sports. I got something wild. I, for me, if we just talking, if we talking all sports. I would say uh, Jim Brown. Okay, I I would definitely give you Jim Brown. I would, I would definitely love to see something something on the level of the Last Dance because just from like I haven't seen one night in Miami, but I'm gonna get to that. But just yeah. off of night in Miami. Like that story alone, I need a, a thirty for thirty style with that. But in yeah. part, I think you could go yeah. for with that. I got something super wild here, and I was thinking about this earlier um, as I was reading over the notes. But like, what if, what if Derrick Rose got one? Like, just you know, man, this is everything leading up to this is the MVP season. This is everything leading up to the injury. I would give him. I would give him a thirty for thirty. But, but not a series. But not a series like The Last Dance. The only reason I say that is because, like we just talked about, with The Last Dance, the level of detail was just very, very different. So mm-hmm. 30 for 30, they do topics. So like you said, with the injury, I would see, I could see a 30 for 30 about his injury and you know everything leading up to it. But as far as The Last Dance, they took that and it was, it was about the last um, – the last season the Bulls were together, but they they mashed so much stuff into there from the time he you yeah. know first got there to the end. Like they talked about the shoes, they talked about the you know band ones, yeah, um, 
when he came back and played in the Chicago. It was like they basically did a whole history lesson on Jordan. If you knew nothing yeah. about Jordan, you knew who he was after that. Yeah, I definitely give you that then. So maybe Derrick Rose wouldn't be the best option. But I definitely can see a 30 for 30, though. He needs I, one. He, I think he'll get one. Because if not he, for that, Derrick Rose is, you know, Derrick Rose Hall of Fame pre-injury. Like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Youngest maybe at some point, if he, can, if he can just stick around and pad his stats for long enough, he'll get in the Hall of Fame. But pre-injury, he was – he was definitely Hall of Fame. Yeah. No doubt. I don't think that uh, championships in his future. Um, not now. Definitely not now. If he had made it to the Lakers last year, he'd have one. <laughs> but whatever. Hey, man. Woulda, coulda, shoulda at this point, right? Whatever. We'll let we'll let KCP get another one. It is what it is. Thank you. It's funny. Huh? I, told, I told you last year. I said, KCP. I said, KCP is that X Factor. And you laughed. You said, KCP? I said, bro, watch. And then the finals came around and he turned up. That's crazy because really my, um, my my dad and my aunt are from Greenville. And mm-hmm. when he took that trophy down there, all down Greenville High School, all down, they was all like, oh, hometown, hometown this, hometown. It's like, you didn't know who KCP was yesterday. I don't know why you were trying to act like you just been a Lakers fan and all this and that. You didn't know who KCP was yesterday. But um, do you do you have any black businesses that you know of that you would like to highlight? I'm sure you got one, at least one. I got a couple actually. Okay. Um, as we you know spoke on it last week, uh, my older brother did launch his official site on the first, so he wanted mm-hmm. to start Black History Month off, you know, with his website and his merch for sale. So, um. Yeah, Brown Beast Fitness LLC, and the website is brownbeast.com. You can go on there. You can buy your workout plans. You can go on there and buy, you know, workout gear. Uh, You can go on there and buy consultations. So he'll, you know, sit down with you one-on-one, whether it be on Zoom or if you're in Louisiana in the Baton Rouge area, he can uh, sit down with you face-to-face. And definitely drop all these in the the notes, too. So if you you leave something out, it's cool. Um, My little brother... uh, (laughs) A gifted production, gifted content, man. Gifted content. He's at a gifted production on Instagram. But, um, you know, he is a budding black photographer here in uh, in Atlanta. Uh, the man got an eye. You just give him the vision you got. He'll interpret it, translate it, and uh, your prints, whether they be, you know, digital or physical prints, um, will come out looking crisp. We always so, knew this nigga was going to be in somebody's spotlight. Hey, man, I had to. This man is we a celebrity. Always- Ever since, ever since Children's Church, this <laughs> ever since Children's Church. Oh, Shout out to Elizabeth Baptist. <laughs> but now, nah, man, this 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 kid, he uh he bumps elbows with the who's who in Atlanta. So he Most bumps definitely. elbows with the he, he bumps elbows with the uh, the upcoming in Atlanta. So he uh he, he kind of knows what he's talking about. So um yeah, definitely check him out if you're in the Atlanta area. You need you know any shots. Headshots, maternity, graduation coming up. So, you know, um, just hit him up. A gifted production on Instagram. You got, you got any any more? Or you want me to throw a few out there for y'all? Go ahead, man. You got a list right there. I do, man. I got like four. Um, first because this is the guy that I get. Uh, I I don't even buy retail for. Um, I don't shop retail for cologne anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
guy by the name of Devin Bro. He's out of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. His brand is called Genre Parfums. He has a few um, like Tom Ford's he's done, but he has his own um, perfumes and colognes that he's come up with. My favorite mm-hmm. from him right now is Apples and Aces. Uh, the best way to explain it would be if you've ever smelled a wine black and mild, right? Take <laughs> that, add a little bit of leather to it. Um, some, yeah, take some vanilla and some leather and kind of turn those two notes up and mm. stick that together. That's kind of what you get. And I mean, when I first read the notes, I was, it wasn't really confusing. It was just, I don't know how it was going to work together, but when I smelled right. it, only thing I've been spraying for going on like maybe four or five months now. What? So, if I get a chance to bring it, uh, I'll let you smell it. It's it's definitely that deal. Bet. And I think his his uh his flagship is called Ran After My Car. It's uh <laughs> I, <laughs> it's funny because so his his thing was like you know um like oh I smell so good them girls ran after my car. That's kind of how you you know put it together. <laughs> But uh, I, I'll try to get like um, a sample and I'll bring it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Botanical Safari um, Flower Shop in Douglasville. I hadn't actually got a chance to physically go to a lot of these places. Like, um, right. So you got Kay the other way, Nikki Byram. That's um, Anisha's aunt. She mm-hmm. does a lot of art. You could, I think you could check her out on. Um, on Instagram at uh, K the other way. I'll put that um in the show notes too. But she does mm-hmm. a lot of paintings and uh she takes those, turns them into prints. She got t shirts, um, journals. We actually I think we got some of her art in the house. She did one for Lee for his room. Um mm. so I'll check that out. I'll see if I can put that on I'll put that on the page actually. I'll put it on Instagram. And yeah. Wish Granite Beauty. Um you know she got like waist beads and um, I think soaps and like these little like bath salts and stuff like that. It shit smells really good, man. Like, yeah, not to play and use it in my damn self. Like it's <laughs> like it's just it's, vanilla and vanilla and something that she got. I don't know what it is. I gotta go back and check it out. But this shit is uh, when I tell you it's like like edible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Valentine's Speaking Day coming up. Man. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> Speaking of soaps, man, you um you shouted out a a soap brand. I think it was last week. Urban um, Eden. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what you was talking about right there. Gotcha. Well, yeah, no, so. Actually, I mean, somebody else. Ur- so Urban Eden. I was gonna I was gonna put them in a later episode, but I'll talk about them now. These um this is uh Quentin and uh, his wife Taryn. But mm-hmm. if I had the money, then trust me, I would have invested in them because like they I could already see the vision and they um. They took off, especially like after the pandemic started, they took off. Like people right. were looking for like soaps and uh natural remedies and salves and stuff like that. Like uh it's just it's funny because I don't know I don't know what they, you know, bringing in yearly at this point, but if they not at a million, they will be soon. And it's just Jeez. it feels good to be able to say that I personally know somebody that's in that bracket. Like I don't care you know what nobody's there. But uh, big ups, big ups to Urban <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's just it's crazy to see that. Let's make uh, their wealth happen. I I hope they continue. I I love that for them. Usually at this point we would take out the trash, uh. Mm-hmm. But it, this is the Black History Month roundup, so we're not gonna do that. We're gonna reserve this time to just talk about where we could be better as a people. 
I don't know what you got. Um, but if you want me to, you know, start it, I will. Um, I definitely have, you know, a couple things there. Oh, go uh, ahead. One thing, yeah, one thing is to be, you know, more open about how you feel, uh, because for so long, you know, and this this goes back to the whole mental health thing. For so long, you know, black people have, you know, just been shut down because you know we've been always brought up to, you know, be strong, suck it up, you know, yep. move on about your life, don't talk to nobody. Because uh, mama always told you, keep the folks out your business, right? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> sometimes you have to talk about that. Sometimes you have to talk about it to process because I believe the, uh, that. Some of the worst things we've ever been told to speak to that point is, you know, keep your business your business. Which mm-hmm. I do get that, but it's nuanced to that, you know? Right, yeah. Like, it's, it's, this is why sometimes you have black people who are scared of therapy. Like, I know myself, I can recognize that I need therapy on certain things. I just haven't got to a mm. point where I'm, you know, able to get to that point. But I guess the first step is just being able to at least understand that, hey, I probably need to talk to somebody about this. Acknowledgement, stuff. you know, just to get back, that uh, mental health is something that hasn't necessarily been taken, you know, or hasn't had the highest regard in the black community in the past. But that, of course, is another narrative that we do need to change because in order to, you know, get to where you want to be physically, you got to be where, you got to already be there mentally. In order, like I said, in order to do that, you got to already be there, you know, mentally. And the only way to do that is to be able to express how you feel, talk about what's on your mind. Don't just bottle shit up because uh, when it comes out, it ain't going to stop coming out. Exactly. Until, you know, there's a hole in the wall or, you know, some other something else that didn't happen. So don't um don't 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 keep shit in. Don't keep shit in so long. I uh, there's nothing, you know, wrong with talking to somebody because that of course is a realization that there is an issue at that point. So that's one thing. Another thing that we as black people need to do while talking about our issues is to stop having so many opinions on how people live their lives. <laughs> Like, what you got going on, unless it's a joint venture, ain't going to benefit me, and it ain't going to hurt me. That is absolutely wild that you said that, because I talked about that shit in the car probably just yesterday. It's it's the truth, though. Like, it's the truth. Like, I, I look at, you know, Instagram, and I'll go through the shade room, and if they post 15 things a day, nine out of those 15 things is some drama. Yep. Like whatever Masika or whoever that is got going on ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, but black drama sells. Black drama sells just as much, if not more, as sex. Like you would think, black sexuality yeah. sells. Black drama. Yeah. These niggas, these yeah. niggas when you get the hooking. Oh come on. Right. No, definitely. Black drama sells ten times more than black sexuality because that's a given. We, you know. Black women and black women and men have been sexualized since the damn dawn of time. So we already know mm-hmm. that's a given. But black drama, mm-hmm. we're like shit, I can I can get my shit off and get my comedy fix and all this other shit at the expense of, you know, these black people and I can go home and laugh about it with my family, be like, Yeah, that's gonna sell. And it's on cable TV. Right. <laughs> you ain't gotta sneak and watch it. You ain't gotta sneak and watch it. So yeah, um, you know, just, you know, 
talking about things and getting them out, but also not being so much in the people's business to where you feel like your opinions have to have some sort of weight on how they live their life. Because, again, what you eat ain't going to make me shit worth to Jay-Z. So those are the only two things I got for that. Um, we just got to be better. We just got to be better. We got to want to be better. Just work on it. Definitely. In fact, one of the things I'm working on, uh, as we say, just work on it is to, uh, and this goes for everybody. I, I won't say just your children, but just speak more love into your children. Be able to um, be more vulnerable with uh, help family, friends, all of that. Just try to put mm-hmm. more love into any of your interactions, really. Um, right. Because people people feed off of your positive energy, whether you know it or not. If you go in, if you go into a situation already mentally checked out, it's gonna be bad no matter what. Um, mm. I think, I think as far as speaking more love into your children, just if, like I said earlier, if that's not the way you grew up, it could be a little difficult at first, but it's a thing you gotta do because you don't want to get to a right. point. You don't want to get to a point later on where you looking and, and you see how. Like I look at it now, like I see how some people are with their parents. And it's not that I don't love my parents. It's just you only you only show so much affection in certain situations. So it's like I you see certain people they, you know, they hanging, you know, hanging all over their parents and hugging all up on their mom and dad and this and that. And it's not that it's weird. It's just a situation mm-hmm. where you're like, Okay, I've I've never really was that close, um, physically with either mm-hmm. of my parents. So it's a thing that I try to, you know, I try to flip it and I try to make sure I hug my son a lot, you know, kiss on him, do whatever, you know, beat mm-hmm. him up a little bit. Just try to be, get that <laughs> physical affection because right. it don't always have to be, you know, hug, hug, oh, get daddy, hug, get daddy, kiss, this and that. It don't have to be all that, but just the physical touch to, you know, that lets people know that you give a shit. I swear it does. So it was this thing that I was looking at about people, you know, um, you know your network is your net worth and, stuff like that but a lot of the reason people don't see increase in their business because they don't really lean in when they actually network like they just shoot the mm. shit right like just, oh hey I, I met this person we talked about uh i don't know he may be a damn farmer we talked about some plants and you know this and that and they know this person who does this they can get me this price on this and you you doing the front end work but you're not doing you're not following up I mean, hell, send these people a Christmas card. You work with people and you got their address, just send them a Christmas card. Um, right. Hey, send them an email, send them a text. Hey, just uh, thought just thought about the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, just, you know, wondering where you're at with this. And, you know, I got some new contacts on this. I don't know if you know anybody that needs this. Like, just yeah, try to lean in more when you network. Because half the time, I don't even say half the time, 70% of the time, at least for me, networking mm-hmm. don't have shit to do. What what we actually networking for? We talk about sports and working out and right. barbecue and different shit like that. Your networking is just being able to show somebody that you know how to build a relationship. It's not right. I have to do you know you don't have to be anything about what you actually supposed to be working about. Yeah, I definitely um, agree with that because um, it's like you said. It's just there's more to talk about, you know, than just the business. And of course, you got to get the business out of the way. You got to talk about the business, of course, get it solidified. But you know, to create those connections that you know people will not be able to second guess, or people won't be able to be like, I don't know, this dude's kind of shaky, kind of right. shady, or whatever. Kind of got to go, you know, a little bit above. 
you gotta, you know, show that that you care. Show that somebody's on your mind. So if you're working with somebody on a project and you know, um, there's a deadline to this project, y'all get it done, you know, send a nigga a thank you card or send a nigga a congrats card. Like, right. hey, we got that shit done. Be a person, right? Be a human. In case you do need to, like you said, lean on somebody, um, then you'd be able to, you know, hey, let's collaborate on this again. You know, go buy this, go buy that, that that helper drink. You know, take them out to eat or whatever. So y'all build that connection and y'all are able to work in the future. That's most, that. Most definitely. That's that. Show people you appreciate them. Um, it's it's much deeper than much deeper than business because I remember when uh, you and Al were up at athlete's foot like that for me like y'all didn't outside of the shoes that place didn't have shit to offer me i just had fun being up there i had a whole right. job that i was at for you know eight nine hours i was up there just like like i said just leaning in and networking right. in a in a way that could benefit me later i might not want to shoot for six months but right I, and I talk with y'all every fucking day. And then come six months later, oh, I like the cool gray lows that's coming out. Oh shit, no problem. We put y'all to the side when the box come in. Bet. Is it? Like is it? And I mean, you don't want to try to go into a situation long gaming people, but at the same time, if that's an interest or a hobby that you got, like, okay, we like shoes. Yeah, I may not I may not need help getting a shoe for six months, but if it's a shoe I know is gonna be limited and be like, okay, let me build this relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, speaking of, word to Al. Shout out to Al, man. Out to McCullough. You gotta um you gotta come on the show. He he listens to it, so I know he's gonna hear it. Um your new head coach is a piece of work, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> your new head coach can't read a script, but <laughs> it's the it's the Black History Month episode, so we're gonna save that until you right. come on. Maybe come on get, the show, man. Maybe we'll get him on at the at the uh at the end of Black History Month, and let him let him talk a little music. You know he uh, he he deep in the deep in the music game. So yeah, so like you said, just build those relationships. I'm all for it. Whatever you got to do to you know, at the end of the day, get it done and make yourself happy as well as you know, uh, make the family happy. Just do it. But I ain't gonna keep y'all too long, man. That was the Black History Month roundup for week one. We're gonna do this what three more times, maybe four, because I like the. Uh, I like the concept. It, it just might not stick to Black History Month. If we're gonna elevate, we might just we might do this uh, at least once a month. Going consistent, right? Definitely, because I mean, it's just it's a lot of Black input um, in everything. So it's no reason that we can't do this. Right. Exactly. So exactly. I do um, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, the I, I think we hit off. I think we hit up. 150 plays, yeah, man. I ain't checked it. I oh mean, word! I'm like, I know, I know it's it's a it's a small start, but it's definitely quick. I didn't, hey, I ain't expect nobody to be listening, man. I just wanted to come get this shit off my chest. Humble beginnings, man. I'm with it. So I'm um, with it. I appreciate I appreciate every little bit, man. Anybody who listening, anybody who's subscribing, uh, we appreciate everything. So. With that, I guess we'll go ahead and we'll end it. This is another episode of Extra Seasoning, but this is our Black History Series. It's been uh, Deontay Jamel and your boy SBS4K. Um, y'all be checking back. I think we're going to do... We're going we're gonna to get one more episode this weekend, too. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're we going to do that. We'll get one more episode. 
and uh, I'll make sure I got all the um, black business down at the bottom. Y'all, y'all support us, man. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> support but, them too. No disrespect to the politically correct, but we need that extra season. Gang, gang. Still Chevy. We're from the Chevy to Lamb. Now these folks call me the man. With a no hope, the broke joke, the million dollar man. Now these folks call me the man. Now these folks call me the man. Giuseppe, Giuseppe. We're from the Hoopty to Chevy. We're from the Chevy to Lamb. Now these folks call me the man. With a no hope, the broke joke, the million dollar man. Now these folks call me the man. Now these folks call me.